Welcome to the SLP Talk Show. Real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters. Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech therapy stuff. But I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Hi, this is Carrie. I'd like to welcome you to the second episode of SLP Talk Show. I am joined today by my husband, Jim, business manager extraordinaire and honorary SLP. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yes, welcome back to the Pink Recording Studio. We're we're uh, going to do this again. We launched our first episode and we are ready to move on to the second one. So I just have to tell you, as I was scrolling through Facebook today, uh, one of our old Facebook memories popped up from, I don't even know, probably three or four years ago. And it was you and me and one of our beautiful daughters. I can't even remember now which okay. one because I was so preoccupied with how ridicu- ridiculous I looked in this selfie that the three of us were in. And I think it was Allie and she was taking the photo. You and Allie are looking at the the like camera lens. Like you're looking where you're supposed to be looking. And then okay. there's me and yeah. I'm like looking up in the corner. I never <laughs> know where to look when we take selfies and I still haven't figured it out. What is wrong with me? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> guess... I guess maybe you're, you're just looking for something. I don't know. Always looking for something, never finding it. So anyways, <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know what to think about those those uh, selfies. But anyways, um, something else interesting happened today. Jim and I were working on podcast stuff, and we were trying to figure out if we are providing oh, yeah. the, bi-weekly. The, yeah, the uh, bi-weekly anomaly. Yeah, you we, know, we can't like, figure out. It's either or. It's like, yeah. how can something have two definitions so bi-weekly, of each other? I looked it up. Bi-weekly apparently can mean twice a week or twice a month. And it can mean either one. And then they said, or you could say semi-monthly. And I'm like, well, what does semi-monthly mean? And semi-monthly <laughs> can mean twice a month or every other month. And I'm like, right. what right. in these, the... These definitions are meaningless. Well, I just, I, I, <laughs> I don't even know. So we don't know because our hope is to publish this podcast twice a week, right. which we're like, is that bi-weekly? No. Well, it could be. Or it could also mean every other week. It's ambiguous. It's am, it's ambiguous. So we still don't know. It's, um, it's, it's, on, it's semi-weekly. Semi-weekly is, I guess, what the term is. If you want to say twice a week, it's semi-weekly, which I would never think to use right. that term. Um, I didn't even know that was a word. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know. So here we are. So welcome to our semi-weekly episode. Bi-weekly. Semi-weekly. Bi-slash-semi. Let's just... Two times a week. Two times a week. Two, there it is. Two times a week. We're just going to... Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So for our second episode, Jim and I are going to start um, with a game because okay. we are a big game family. We've always played games with the kids. And um, I named this game. Jim isn't thrilled with the name, but I love it. So it's called Stump the Spouse. And Jim and I have selected some trivia questions, and we are each going to read three questions and see if we can stump the spouse. Uh, the winner will get bragging rights and maybe a new car. No. No? no. Not a new car? No. Okay. Well, they at least get Not bragging rights. Not up for that. <laughs> All right. Why don't you start us off, Jim? Let's see if you can stump the spouse. Okay. All right. First question, uh, which actor 
danced his way to fame in the original version of Footloose. Oh, I don't get choices? I mean, it. it I don't get choices? Do you need choices? Well, we're giving each other choices, yeah. Okay, uh, all right. Is it Harrison Ford, Michael Douglas, or Kevin Bacon? Well, it's Kevin Bacon. Ding, 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 ding. That's why I wasn't going to give you a choice. Okay, well. <laughs> it was easy. Okay, here is my question. Um, what month is better hearing and speech month? Is it April, May, or October? Uh, I believe it's April. Wrong. Okay. I'm winning. Your turn. What month was it? It's May. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Okay. This is another movie question. Which year were the Academy Awards first presented? 1929, 1947, or 1972? Academy Awards. The Oscars. The Oscars. Right. Like where people slap each other? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, apparently. Um, um, uh, well, I mean, I don't think we had TV in 1927 or whatever that first year was. What was it, 1940-something? 1929, 1947, 1972. Whoa. Whoa. Good grief. I'm going to say 1972. No. No, it was 40? No, it was 20? It's 1929. Oh, my word. How were there Oscars when there was no TV? So this has nothing to do with TV, I take it. Movies. Oh. Silent movies? Wow. Probably. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Finish the name of this popular children's book. Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you? Is it hear, say, or see? What is see? You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. One more question. Okay. Last question. This is an easy one, too. You should, should know this. Oh, great. Lots of pressure. In the 1971... Olympics. That's the year I was born. Wow. You didn't okay, know that? Okay, maybe, maybe you don't know this. <laughs> um, no, I, I knew that. Oh, okay. I knew, I knew that. Nadia Komanich was the first gymnast to score a perfect score. What country was she representing? What are my choices? Germany, Austria, or Romania? Romania. That's correct. All right. Okay, and your last question. Before there was ASHA, there was the American Academy of Speech Correction. What year was it formed? 1925, 1935, or 1945? Speech Correction. American Academy of Speech Correction. So what year was ASHA formed? No, what year was the American Academy of Speech Correction formed? Uh, I'm going to say 19, whatever the middle one was. So 25, 35, or 45? Let's go 35. Eh, it was 1925. All right. So, Jim, you got one out of three questions. Yeah. What did I get? You got two. Two out of three. Yeah. I win a new car. <laughs> Woo! No. No. no <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I at least get bragging rights, yes? Yes. Okay. Fine. Okay. Very good. So was that fun? Did you enjoy that? No. No, because you lost. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll play again I'm a different week. too competitive. <laughs> Excellent. We're going to go ahead and move into some speech therapy talk now. And what I decided to do was to pull something directly from my social media. Uh, I did a post on March 29th, 2022 about relationship-based learning. And one of the 
followers, one of my followers did, uh, posted this message and here's what it said. Um, so the post was all about relationship based learning where I talked in that post about joyful connection, attunement, co-regulation, being in sync with the child, child led play. So that was kind of the topic of the post. And this person, uh, messaged and said this, I have a colleague who takes this to heart, but believes building relationships means being friends with her students. We both teach special ed pre-K in practice. This translates to giving out hugs and letting the students in class class pretty much do whatever they want. Her class is loud, chaotic, there is zero structure, and her students are not getting the services they need. Unfortunately, her class is on the playground most of the day because she has no control. So while I agree that building relationships with students is positive and necessary, I think there needs more explanation and clarification for some. So here's what I want to want to chat about is this whole idea of relationship based learning. Um, the whole purpose of it is that it values the learning process instead of the product, right? It's process over product. And so as an SLP who's been working in the field for 26 years, I can assure you that relationships rather than the activity or if you work in a school rather than the curriculum, those relationships are the vehicle through which learning and development can best occur. So this whole idea of having positive relationships to encourage a child's motivation and engagement and learning is really where I, I was coming at with this post. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is, as long as there's joy in learning, children will always love to learn. And so those positive relationships help create that environment uh, that sets the stage for learning. So what this started making me think of uh, as I was reading this response to my post is uh, about the four parenting styles uh, that I think we can translate into four interaction styles that both therapists can use and educators can use in the classroom. So the first parenting style is called authoritarian. And this is where the adult is the boss, the drill sergeant. There are strict rules and punishment it's one-way communication. So it's this whole idea of it's my way or the highway. Um, adults will say things like, because I said so, do it or else. There's going to be very little warmth. There's not a lot of nurturing. The adult is pretty emotionally distant. It's a pretty structured environment and respect is demanded of the child. The second parenting style is called permissive. And this is where the adult aims to be the child's friend. So um, they rarely give or enforce the rules. Uh, the adult is pretty overindulgent to the child in an effort to avoid conflict. Uh, it's a warm and nurturing adult, but they provide little or no guidance. There really aren't very many rules, very low expectations. There seem to be blurred lines um, as far as the roles go. What's the adult's role? What's the child's role? Um, there's kind of this mindset of just do whatever makes you happy. Oh, you want to stand on the kitchen table? Okay, just be careful. So that's what a permissive parenting style is like. The third parenting style is uninvolved. Um, this is where there is little to no guidance provided. The adult is aloof indifferent, pretty self-absorbed. There really aren't any expectations. The adult is distant and honestly sometimes neglectful. So it's kind of this mindset of I don't really care what you do um, just as long as you don't need anything from me. Um, they're not very interactive and they seem pretty uninterested in what the child is doing. And then that leads us to the fourth parenting style which is authoritative and this is a well-balanced 
parenting style. Um, the adult is assertive, but supportive, sensitive, and responsive, affectionate, warm, nurturing. There definitely are boundaries um, with clear rules and expectations, but the adult is also flexible and forgiving. Uh, Co-regulation is an emphasis. The child is given a competent role and supported as needed. There's open communication. Um, They solve problems together with the child. Um, It's all about the relationship. Um, The adult focuses on creating a safe and respectful learning environment. So for me, when it comes to these four parenting styles, and Jim, I don't know what you think about this, but trying to remember the difference between authoritarian and authoritative because they sound very similar. And so this is how crazy my brain is. Authoritative is the one, no wait, authoritarian is the one that is not very well balanced, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of the one where it's like, yeah. I'm the drill sergeant. Right. So authoritarian, I hear the word tear, which makes me think of terrorism and terrorism is bad. So authoritarian is is the negative one, okay? The one we don't strive for. Okay. Yeah. But authoritative, I hear tative, which makes me think of potatoes and potatoes make French fries and potatoes are good. So what do you think? <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> That's how my brain works. So authoritative. Or you, can, you know, and I think of it this way. I think that when you're talking about authoritative, I think, you know, what what's behind that is, is you know, it's rooted in love. It is. You are absolutely right. So yeah. if you love French fries. <gasps> See, potatoes are good. Then yeah. you love French fries. Yeah, French fries. Yeah, yeah. Love. Because really. Same thing. Think about this. Discipline is... Um, done out of love right right i mean yeah so well, we, the root we word is disciple. disciple right and we so. discipline out of love absolutely so yeah. i guess what i want to what i want to do to try to draw all this together is that based on that person's comment on my post about relationship-based learning is i think we as therapists and as teachers we can take those four parenting styles into the classroom and into the therapy room and what kind of a therapist are you what kind of a teacher are you because the the person that the colleague that that um person was describing uh was a permissive teacher right her Mm -hmm. goal was to be friends with the child she was giving hugs she was warm and nurturing but she wasn't setting any boundaries right there were no rules there were no expectations so if you're a permissive teacher um then we have to understand that there aren't going to be high expectations so as therapists, as parents, as teachers, we should aim to be authoritative. Right. Does that, I mean, yeah. that's, you and I have talked a lot about this, Jim. You know, we're parents of three children and we very much have um, used an authoritative parenting style. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. That we've always had rules and expectations, but we've also always had more of a democracy. Remember when the kids were little and we decided to homeschool and we actually sat around the dining room table and did a pros and cons list of and Whitney and Allie our two daughters were actively involved in that process we when we would go on vacation it was always a discussion right Right. about what we wanted to do where we wanted to go so I don't think I knew the term authoritative when we first had kids you know I mean I don't think anyone taught us to be that way but I'm really grateful that it kind of came natural to us well and I think the other thing is that Although there was discussions and there were, um, you know, they had input in in the discussions, um, you know, we always had the final say. Absolutely. So there has to be some sort of um, 
still, you know, boundaries there as far as right. who, who's making the decision. Right. Who's in charge? Because right. parents, if, parents, what do I always charge. say? If children could, you know, children don't wake up in the morning and make decisions that benefit their development. Who does? Right. That's parents and caregivers and teachers and therapists, right? So so I hope this was helpful to just kind of get you thinking about those, those four parenting styles um, that authoritative is where we should all be aiming. And we're going to remember that authoritative is good because potatoes are good and we french love fries. french fries, french fries yeah so good. i hope that all makes sense to you guys it makes sense in my brain love. so what i want to do is end this with it doesn't mean let the child do whatever they want when we talk about relationship-based learning and child-led play right. um it doesn't mean we'll just let the child do whatever they want and just make sure they're happy and that you don't ever have to tell them no that's not what this is authoritative um style of learning pairs very nicely with relationship-based learning so that's kind of what i wanted to talk about today Hopefully that gives you some food for thought, some things to think about. And I encourage you to think about if you're a parent, um, if you're a therapist, if you're a teacher, which one of those four styles, you know, kind of uh, defines your approach to working with kids. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of SLP Talk Show. I hope you'll join us again next week as you head back to real life. Remember, joy is a choice that you make every day when you wake up. Throw kindness around like confetti. And please, please get your boobies checked every year. It could just save your life. Until we meet again, cheers.